نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين أما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes? All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend, and send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujaddid, the Reform, which was all sent from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WGAG Radio. Now we're going to return to Genesis chapter 6 and start to read. We're going to see about a certain point in the history of the Bible where supernatural beings, as they're called, came down to earth and went into women and gave birth to special children. And these people mixed amongst the children of earth. And a lot of them are thought to be crazy and derelict because they just cannot adjust. Now that man is on this new evolutionary stage of consciousness, those beings are thought to be nuts. And it's sad. If you read it, it says, Genesis chapter 6, And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair. And they took them. Wives of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not always start with men, for he is but flesh, and his days shall be a hundred and twenty. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, what happened? The sons of God came in under the door of the man, and they brought them what? Children. Right? They brought children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old, the men of renown, referred to in the Quran as Awalin, the ancients of days, or the 24 elders who came down and mixed with women. So there are mortals walking the earth who have, who are sons of God, women or men, and they are thought to be nuts because they cannot adjust to this system. They cannot adjust to this society. You understand? The Bible is teaching this. Now, if you want to call me crazy, I'll, I don't mind. I'm in good company. But a, but a lot of people have never been told about this section in the Bible, right in Genesis, where it tells you that certain beings from heaven came down and mingled amongst women. The same way the angel Gabriel came down and mingled with Mary and gave birth to Jesus. Well, these beings have the same powers of Jesus. They're Christ-like. But they don't know it because they've been living amongst mortals so long that they have lost their destiny. And we are here to claim them. 
They are our beings. They must be taken home. We're here to claim them. But we can't because they're so scattered and lost. And they're so afraid of us. They won't sit with us. They'll sit with men and sup with men. So I'm putting information out because it will stimulate certain senses in them that will make them realize that they belong here. Then they'll be taught and they'll make the transition out of here. But man on earth is about to destroy himself. And it's sad that you sons of Adam are going to suffer while this demon destroys the world that you live in and lets you garb yourself right in white and learn to be amongst the 144,000 so that you can be taken up for a thousand years to be groomed while the devil is cast into the lower part of the earth for a thousand years and then you come back to a new earth. You want to read about it? Open your Bible to Revelations. Revelations 21. It says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, that said mothership. And I'm not talking about the small mothership that have ships that come around that they see. The big one is called the crystal city. It's mentioned in this Quran and the Torah. Here it is right in the Bible. It's called the new Jerusalem. And I, John, saw the holy city, we call it Darul Islam in the Quran, the abode of peace. I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, doing what? Coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That means the ship is ready for all of those down in the white, in the garb of righteousness, to be taken. And I heard a great voice out of heaven crying, Behold, the tabernacle of God. Look at the tabernacle of God. It's with man, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. That's why I told you don't fear. And there shall be no more death, because you'll have eternal life. We do not die in our abode. We've surpassed death. That's so why I said I was around 76 million years. The ability to incarnate is something that you'll learn too. We don't have death. Neither do we have sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. We don't suffer sicknesses or diseases. For the former things, all this wickedness and sickness and disease will be then passed away. Number five. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things what? No, as he said unto me, right, for these words are true and faithful. He wanted John to write this stuff down, this is what I'm reading to you. And he said unto me, it is done, it's over. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that a thirst of the fountain of the water of life. That means those people who are thirsty, they will be quenched. Seven, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my what? My son, like I said. He's the stage, first of the stage of being Christian, Jew, Muslim, and then you move on if you're ready to become a son of God or son of Allah. 
And in the Holy Quran, when it says Allah does not have any sons, it's using the word walid, not ebon. It means he did not conceive any children. Okay? Number eight. But the fearful, and that's why I told you don't fear because you won't make it. But the fearful and unbelieving, the careful, and the abominable, people living in abomination, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers with their astrology, and the idols with their idols, and the liars who lie about Allah, and the deen, shall have their part in the lake, which is what? Burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. What is the second death? Meaning that once man dies, the Quran says that Allah will raise him to life again to be judged. Certain men will stay into eternal life and others will be cast back into death, into hell. That's the second death. I repeat, once man dies, then he is raised to life again, the resurrection. Others will rise in the resurrection of eternal life and others will be condemned back to death and hell. Number nine, and it came unto me one of the seven angels, and y'all know who the seven archangels are, which had the seven vows, or the seven last plagues, and talked to me, saying, Come up hither, come hither, come up. I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife, talking about the city. Tell John, come up, I'm going to show you a glorious city. And he carried me away in the what? In the spirit. He carried me away in the spirit to a what? To a great and high mountain. And showed me what? Showed me that great city, that holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. This is that ship that's above y'all. Believe me or not, I don't care. You'll find out anyway. <laughs> Number 11. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone of precious most precious, like a, it was according to Crystal City, because like a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as what? Crystal. And it had a wall, great and high. It has as many clothes in the dome that has pillars in it. It had 12 gates. And at the gates, 12 angels, half of 24. These are the children to protect the gate, to keep man from entering the city. And at the gates, twelve angels, and the names were written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. Each one of these angels symbolized one of the tribes of Israel, which is backed up by Ezekiel 48, 31, and 34, if you have time to read that later. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. They are describing a ship. Assalamu alaikum. Um, when it speaks of in the book of Revelation 20, verse 4, about the thousand year period, is that of the same duration of our days? Read the section you're talking about. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of Allah, and which had not worshipped the beast, 
neither his image, neither have received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived to reign with Christ a thousand years. And the question is, brother? You know, uh, the question is, uh, is those days, a thousand years, is of the same duration of our days that we live? Yes. Yes, they are, but in this respect, when they say lived and reigned, you're talking about the Marillion, lived and reigned with Messiah for a thousand years, they mean not here. They mean in the Crystal City, which they speak about as a new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven, having 20 and four elders surrounding it. That is an actual, what you might call, space station from here. That's a crystal city in the Quran referred to as Darul Islam, the abode of peace. Darul Islam in the Quran is not on earth. You follow? And so mm -hmm. now, yes, these 144,000 will be lifted from earth, taken up like the scripture says, Isa ibn Maryam went up, and Rasulullah Muhammad went up in the Isra, and Ilyas went up, and Enoch or Idris went up. Mm -hmm. These elders, these 23 elders, will take 144,000 perfect beings here up, and they will reside in the Crystal City for a thousand years to be taught by what you refer to as extraterrestrials or the masters who have been visiting the pyramids for thousands of years. And that thousand year period can be a duration of either a thousand by your time or a thousand by their time. By that I mean when you break the speed of light which is necessary to get out of Earth's atmosphere we know light travels 186,272 feet per second. Mm -hmm. When you break the speed of light, time starts to slow up at a certain point. So to travel intergalactically from one part of a galaxy to the next, you would not lose a second. In fact, you can become younger when you arrive there. The same way you can travel from one side of your planet to the next and be behind time. You can leave on Thursday and arrive there on Wednesday the same week. You follow? Mm -hmm. That's because of time belt here. That's one law of time. There, galactically, the solar system has a time belt by distance. When you break a certain speed, then you reverse in time. Meaning that when Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, Moses, mm -hmm. left from Mount Mori with the aid of the angels and went on to Malakut, which is referred to in the Quran as the heaven, Samawet of Allah. When he went there, by the time he got to the other side, he was the same exact age, one day, which would have taken a thousand years of earth time to get that far. Because, like I said, light travels at 186,272 feet per second. Right. And a light year there with times 365 would be 5 trillion miles away. This particular galaxy alone, Kira, to another side, it can take a thousand years of your time, which means Musa. Alayhi salatu wasalam would have became a thousand years old by the time he got to the destination. You see? Mm -hmm. But when he breaks speed, when he arrives, he's the exact same age. When he returned, him and Elijah, to Jesus, to meet him, they were still the same age, though Elijah had left over 4,000 years before him. And Moses, another 4,000, and came back at Jesus' time, another two. You see what I'm saying? So there's a time, though, it depends on where you are. And I chose you because, I'll give you a perfect example. If you look from Seattle, Washington to Florida, the higher you get, the smaller it becomes. Until it moves from miles 
to yards to inches to fractions of an inch until the United States becomes a dot. Mm-hmm. So the distance it would take mentally to travel from Seattle, Washington to Florida is less than a second. Then the higher you go, it's so short the distance that you can't conceive it because you merely see a dot. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So there's different time belts depending on which angle you're looking from. So the answer to your question is, like it says in the scripture, a thousand years could be one day and one day could be like unto a thousand years. It depends on where that spirit is going. And now in the view of these children, they're talking about a thousand year period, which will give y'all the 7,000 year. Because the devil's reign is up in the 6,000 year, which is really the 2,000th year of this new form calendar that he made. Because from canon of the Torah down to Isa el Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, was 4,000 years. You see? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus the Messiah became the year one, which is an obvious contradiction because they say 1 BC and then number two is 2 AD. So either Jesus died at the age of two or somebody made a mistake in their calendar. Because if it's BC before Christ and then A.D. Anno Dominus after Christ on two, then there's something wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's move on. At number one, the year one started one of the new Christian calendar. With 4,000 years added on that, we'd now be in the year 5,000, right? Right. Mm-hmm. 987, correct? Yes. Leaving us how much before 2,000? Uh, How much before 6,000, for that matter? Now listen, if this is 1,987 years, right? How many more would make it 2,000? 13. That's right. So now, you are at the end of the devil's 2,000 year, which is equivalent to 6,000 year from his Adam. And his Adam was canon in Noah's time with the one with the curse of leprosy which made him albino or white in complexion as found in the books of Leviticus 13 and 14 when they received the curse. Mm-hmm. His rule is up. Like Elijah Muhammad was telling people, his rule is up in the year 6,000 which starts 1,000 before the seventh day of creation is complete. Can you understand that? Yeah, understand. Which gives you one more thousandth year to prepare before the time allotted to humane beings is through. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Shukran. Um, you said black people didn't have um, souls anymore. Did they were black people. Did they were become black people. Evil? Black, black. Oh, right. <laughs> they were become evil and they didn't have souls and I wanted to... Um, to know how you can tell, you know, what are the characteristics from the people changing. The whole emotional state of black people has changed from familyism, as you would have it, to individualism. Everything is about themselves, which makes them more accessible to drugs, because drugs is a personal experience. I don't care if you're in a crowd of 20 people, the moment you inhale crack, or inject her and you are then an individual for the moment. The stimulant is individual. And 50 people in a room taking the drugs 
each one becomes an individual. We have now become like the devil, attracted to our individualism, and lost our tribal and community environment. We have went to a tribal people, and that meant that when you people are in that, like in that room out there, in the newcomers class, there's people there sitting there that won't even look at each other. They don't even interact with each other emotionally. They'll come in this class and sit in from 1 o'clock until 6, and they will even, at the end of the class, walk up and say, well, because we all have the same interests, but back to we're here, what's your name? My name is this, and I'm reading such and such a book, and so-and-so, where do you live at? Maybe we can interact and communicate and help each other. Everybody sitting there is an individual. They let God work out as they can for themselves to either convince themselves to come in or wait for the mistake that they'll never find so they don't have to come in. Because all these are sitting here hoping one thing he can't answer. You'll never find the question he can't be answered. I've been doing this for more years than your great grandmothers were born. And I've been asked every question you all can imagine. So if you came here to hope I can't answer the question, you're in for a big letdown. So you probably can prepare. And so they, but they will not interact with each other. They're sitting there, they won't even look at each other at times. They won't smile at each other. We come in, we have this frown on our face when we're on the subway. We have this frown on our face when we walk down the street. We have this frown on our face when we get to our jobs. We have to learn to interact with each other and learn to care for each other. With this absence of community or tribal relationship, we are a tribe, you know. Without this tribal tie and without this relationship, there's an absence of, what do you call, sorrow. And then the new generation of young kids, you look at the new generation and look at the way they dance, the way they move, what they call hip-hop. It's all offbeat. Saying their Muslims out their mouth and not living up to what their hearts know they should be doing. And uh, on that program last week, they were talking about the UFOs and they said that they had captured a, a few of the uh, aliens and they gave them a place over in Nevada. I was wondering, uh, are these uh, extraterrestrial beings, are they good ones, or why would they? I'll tell you this. Extraterrestrials are now communicating with Amorites or Canaanites because you have no power, and you all don't want to change. They've been trying to convert you all for the last 50 years. They sent all Elijah Muhammad. What's the first thing Farrakhan said when he came back from Libya? I saw the honor of Elijah Muhammad in a UFO. Right? That's what Farrakhan taught, that he saw the messenger in a UFO. Right? And what is the messenger teach? There's a mothership, a mother plane. And all of them are teaching the same thing I'm teaching all the ones that know. Them Sunnis don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about some God in heaven. They're talking Christianity. The ones who know are talking to you about extraterrestrials. And are y'all listening to the extraterrestrials? No. Are y'all listening to the minister Louis Farrakhan? No. Are you, did you listen to all the lives of Muhammad? No. The Malcolm X? Y'all listen to it. Somebody went over there and got brainwashed by the devil. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, so y'all are acting to act addresses to communicate with y'all, but then you don't want to communicate with them. And I, I want to ask a question. But the brother asked me, why do we keep Malcolm X's picture on the wall? Correct? If we don't agree with things he said. I don't agree with everything Marcus Garvey said either. I don't agree with everything that a lot of people say. I don't agree with everything Noble Juali said either. But these were still prominent black leaders and in some form or fashion was affiliated with Islam. And I think our children should need the black example so we teach them about these different people. So I don't, I don't have to agree with your philosophy to respect you. 
I can respect you for who you are without agreeing with everything you teach. You understand what I'm trying to say? So I respect uh, Malcolm X as the articulate speaker he was and about his, and his, his initial goals to help black people. I respect that. And I will teach my sons about that part of his nature. I'm not going to go into how he went bad in their class. That's for us adults who know better. You understand what I'm saying? So the white man will eliminate all of our black people. He made Malcolm X look bad to the nation of Islam. And he made the whole lot of bad to the people who followed Malcolm X. So what happens in the long run, two black images broke down and another white image. They'll never take them based on seven dollar bills of their leaders. But they figure out a way by the time one of our black leaders leave for us always to dislike it and pull his picture down. So that we don't have no black images. But they will keep they got people on the dollar bill that's been on there for George Washington, Abraham Lincoln and and up you understand what I'm They will keep their images in our minds for superiority purposes. So that's why I'll keep that picture on the wall. But I will teach them about the good things that Malcolm X said did. And when he got weak and fell victim to the devil, that can happen to anybody. Understand my feelings in that way. That's the baby stage of it. So, and females can go into that? There's no difference between a male and a female from a large side. Only in the side of men who want to keep women feeling that they're some kind of form of inferiority. In the spiritual realm, women are just as great as men. Because I know I spoke to uh, certain people, I said certain things, I said certain things, I felt like everybody feels that way. But I Probably with some male. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you got a plunge. The men don't want to think of y'all as better than them or, or as equal as them. Because then you'll be able to question that man. If you ever feel the skin of man or of most of the American black men, you're going to find a naked woman. You know what I'm saying? When you get right down to it, a lot of them are scared. They, the white man has intimidated them. He has castrated them. He has made them, you know, he's, he's taken the best part of the black man away. And he's left nothing but a, a frail woman. Because we work for the white man. We work under him. We yes sir him. We no sir him. We ain't number women. And then when our women get mad, go marry the white man, we get mad. Why is that sister walking with a white man? Because our black man is smiling and showing his teeth. You understand? And if a nation of men like ourselves were caught trying to become self trying to identify with our blackness and our heritage, we become some revolutionists or some subversive. And the first thing your mother comes out of my window, they're a cult. I'm a cult because I don't want to be bugging my eyes and soft shoeing. I got to be a cult. You understand what I'm saying? The white man is not satisfied until he has castrated our manhood from us. And your mother and them think they're saying something great when they call us a cult. All they're doing is encouraging me to look like some white boy. So our black men, we got to get ourselves together. We got to make a mark. We got to do something. Like unlike mama said, we got to do for self. We got to build our own. And you got to stop serving that white man. I'm about to spies up in there who are sent out here to tap us. You better wake up. Because after they finish using you against me and I'm gone, then they're going to eliminate you. Their whole purpose is to keep Malcolm X down, keep black Panthers down, keep young lords down, keep black Muslims down. They don't want us to follow Malcolm X. They don't want us to follow Noble Ali. They don't want us to follow Sheikh Daoud. They don't want us to follow uh, Anwarullah Muhammad. I mean, and that's the serious problem. And every time they call us a cult, you add the next couple of letters on. And what are those letters? Culture. When they say cult, you say you mean culture. <laughs> that group is a cult. You say, no, you mean a culture. Because we are affiliated with a people who have been there for thousands of years. This ain't no cult made up in America. This is that, this is the custom, the dress, the dance, the marriage ceremony, the birth ceremony, the language, everything you're taught in the Ansarah has existed before Billy Graham and all of these Christian preachers came about this organization thriving. They we're not no cult. 
We are a culture. And white men don't want a black man to have any culture except what he taught him. And that's the Ben Marinite. And I ain't gonna be no Sammy Davis Jr. for nobody. Now, I'm gonna sound crazy to you because you like straightening your hair and then talk about you black. I'm black. I'm with black people. What they got to do with me having straightening comb my hair? That's to do with the fact that you see yourself as ugly when you straighten your hair, when you straighten your nose. It means that you see your, uh, your hair. Well, I, my hair is too thick to comb. Who you fooling? Your hair is too thick to comb. That ain't for me. That's the way you want to look white. Let's be for real. And if you get mad at me, I'm sorry. I'm going to call it as I see it. You want to be white. They don't just say my hair is too thick to comb. Say braided. That takes too much time. Then say you're lazy. Don't take. That's too hard to take care of. You know what I'm saying? I heard black people say, when my hair is natural, it falls out. You know what I'm saying? That means you never had no hair because the day you was born, by the time you got 12, you wouldn't have no hair, it would have fell off. You mean you got a full head of hair, then you coughed it, and then it started falling out. And now you can't wait for it to go back because you don't want to cut it too short. Get you a short natural, take care of your scalp, and let your natural hair come back in and stop making statements to the white man that we think we're ugly. Because every time you see some sister standing there grinning with her hair all processed, she's saying things we're ugly. Stop weaving dead people's hair in your hair so you can get Shirley Temple left hair. Blonde, fake Indian hair, dead people there weaved into your hair so you can look like white people. Stop doing that stuff because you're telling the white man that you think being black is ugly. You think you're not proud of being yourself. And meanwhile, the white man is curling his hair, tanning himself, trying to look as black as he can, injecting stuff in his lips to get lips. White women are getting shots in the butt so they can grow a butt. Meanwhile, black women are putting, weaving dead people's hair and putting on light powder. Tell your black women got light powder on their face, the old black neck sticking up there. The whole face is light skin, the neck is chocolate color. I mean, got all this bacon going right there. Please stop trying to look like a white woman because we, we are the most beautiful people in the world. We don't need makeup. We got natural blush. Ain't nobody like us, like Uncle Muhammad said. Black can create every race, and no race can create blacks. Everybody comes from us. Be proud of who you are and what you look like. And let him know you're proud of it. Say, this is me. If you can't deal with me for what I am. And if your man looks at you and sees you with your hair natural and sees you as ugly, you got the wrong man. He's settling for you. But he's looking at you and seeing you as a white woman. You see? If he has to look at you and if your hair shows a left and straight state, darling, you pretty. What he's really saying is, darling, the white woman is pretty. You're doing a pretty good job of looking like her. He ain't saying that you're pretty. If he looked at you in the morning when stuff is rough and says, you're still my baby, then he sees you as pretty. Y'all better wake up because time is running out on us. The white man got statements being made, and those statements are being made by us, and we think we're ugly. We think we'll never be nothing. We think we're in the ghetto. We think we're the lowest of the low. We can't get nothing done. We got to get together, and we got to get together fast. If, you were, if you're here and y'all are waiting for the Messiah Jesus to come, I want to tell you, you really think y'all will have faith in cones in heaven? Y'all really think on Sunday morning in heaven y'all will be in front of a mirror pressing your head to go to church? You're going to be natural one day anyway, dear. So why don't you come on and get ready now? Because the day is coming, the Messiah is close. You can see the time folded and the Messiah is close. And no, I am. Exactly what you were talking about. That's the way I. You have to thinking. come closer to the mic because there's a, a distortion. Okay, uh, that's the way I've been feeling. Like, uh... well, you found your way home. You remember the movie Close Encounters? 
Yeah. How the people were obsessed with being there. Yeah. Most of y'all people are obsessed with the book. It's like a drug to you. Once you got one book, you started going, oh my goodness. And you read another book, and another book, and you become, I don't feel like going to answer our community. I got something to do. Next, you know, you're sitting up here anyway. I can't, I, I really can't go over there. I can't be so bothered. I'm going to find one of the brothers on the street and talk to him. I got to go to work. I'm going to stay here and talk to him just a little bit longer. You understand? You know you're looking at your watch. I got to be to work at 10 o'clock. Here it is. A quarter to 10, you're still talking to brother and wife. Standing there, something about you keep pulling you to them. They say, white man know what excess uh, encounters of a third kind is. Because he remember the first encounter was when the masters came down. The second encounter is when Jesus came down. And he knew the third encounter would be when the mothership comes. He knows what he's talking about. And he knows that inside y'all is a drive to find your way back to the ship. It's something inside that's driving you. And those books got some magic power in them that makes you keep going back to the next book. Another book out. Another book out. You're writing your mark and you're scribbling your checkers. You're saying, dang, dang, uh-huh. I found a form. Let me check this out. Come here. Swear you got it. And I make the thing you think is so complicated sound so simple. You got it all figured out. I got it now. They made a mistake. You come. Yvonne, I heard those when I say, that's not what it says. Look, you go, oh. Okay, back out. Fifteen more books later, here you are again with another little office. I got another one for you. Whose time are you wasting? You know where you belong. Your soul is pulling you to the tabernacle, and your body is pulling you away. Let your body win, and you're going to eternal damnation. Let your soul win, and you're going to everlasting life. When they say everlasting life, my sons and daughters, all they mean is when you get out of the earth's atmosphere where the heavenly Father has created suns and moons, to control time, you move into an eternal time system. You only have these time systems when you're trapped in the Earth's atmosphere, so a hundred years seems like a long time. When you move outside of this sun, moon, and star, this galaxy, time is much, much more broader, and what you call one day could be a thousand years. That's eternal life. I hope that's understood. Go ahead. Why are we going up in space, and what is the point... They're trying to get out of here. They realize that the ozone layer is gone. They realize that the insects are increasing, the diseases are increasing, that, you know, the drugs are increasing, and the white man wants out. He wants to get back to Saturn. He wants out of here. He could spend all that money to try to throw rockets in space and ain't spending that money trying to cure diseases or hunger. So a person is spending money on their transportation while their house is burning down, that means they plan on doing what? Leaving, point blank. So the white man is trying to get out of here because he sees that this planet, Tura, is about to destroy itself, going to self-destruct. And he wants out. Point blank. Simple as that. That's why he's calling them shuttles. A shuttle is to take you from one place to the next. Correct? He wants out. He's going to leave black people here to destroy themselves. And what about the satellite world for? Communication. Because they need to communicate from interplanetary communication. A satellite is like a telephone, a wireless telephone. Only instead of sending down just FM frequencies for speech, they can send down uh, patterns for sound, color, and they can beam up images. The white man is seriously right now trying to figure out ways to alter DNA, to, you know, because he got this from the extraterrestrials, and to transport your DNA to a hologram and project you into another galaxy, another dimension, and then send your chemistry after that, and you what he called beam there. He's working on that. Extraterrestrials do it now. He don't have it, and they won't give it to him. So what he's doing is trying to get up there using satellites to monitor different communications that extraterrestrials have from chip to chip, but he can't translate it anyway because they have a crystal translator. He don't know nothing about it. 
I like them. Do you have worship services like churches? Yes, we do. Could you tell me what day? Every day, five times a day we pray. And then Friday is the assembly day when everybody comes. And what time? On Friday, 1 o'clock. And the rest of it is on Saturday, too? Every day. And and there's a book on it called Prayer Book. Make sure they give you a copy or, or a page they can, that you have free that tells you all the different times of prayer. Do you have to wear any certain kind of clothing? Yes, you should be dressed in white because it's the God that the angels always appear in. It's the God that Jesus appeared in. It's the God that the angels appeared to Jesus in. It's the God that Moses wore. So it's similar, you know, going before the Lord dressed properly, as Jesus mentioned in Matthew, right, about being prepared for the bride at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So there's a specific God a white robe. Okay. If you don't have one, well, I don't know how to make it. You so you to it. Tell the people outside. I said, when you go outside, you can have one. The gift. Um, in reference to uh, seraphim and cherubim, just as maybe the seraphim know that you might be a, a good angel. You have to speak again. So it's okay. Um, in, in reference to a seraphim and cherubim. A seraphim and a cherubim. Yeah. Okay. Just like the seraphim might know that you might be a good angel. Just like um, do the devil also know that? You want to be, will they also try to pull you a different way? Yes, but how they do it is through your hollow, your aura. See, when you think negative in your inside, there's lights around your body that changes color. And when these evil demons, they see this aura changing, these evil suggestions around you, they're magnetically drawn toward that. And they don't, they don't have to hold up above your head but three seconds to three minutes when they can figure out how your brain waves work and assimilate themselves into your physical composition and from there on start influencing you to start doing negative things. Like that I received letters from people saying that they looked up my sign and my time of birth and things. Uh, if they want me, there's one place downtown they wanted me to come in to test me out and they said not to tell to anybody about this. Uh, You'd be crazy if you went. Oh, I wouldn't go. No, <laughs> Send it back the letter and say, and put on the letter, ha, 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 <laughs> and send it back. Okay. And also, will they work through your children? Huh? Will the children work through your children? Yes, they will. If they can't get to you, they will get to your parents. They'll get to your kids. They'll get to your pet. They'll do anything they can to get to you. Even though you have, like, a person that you know might be a Muslim, and they also would talk against the word Muslim don't mean nothing if it ain't coming from the heart and practice. A lot of people say they're Muslim, but then you turn around and see if they pray five times a day. You know, I'm a Muslim, but I don't pray because I don't think that's necessary. I'm a Muslim. I don't live in the community because I don't like what they do. I'm a Muslim. I don't wear no veil because I don't think that. Then you ain't no Muslim. A Muslim wears certain things. The Quran says a Muslim does certain things. If you don't, listen, if you don't have a badge and you don't have a gun and a blue suit and you're not registered with the penal system, you ain't no cop. You can walk around telling people you're a cop or you feel like, I'm a cop. I got a gun. I went and brought a badge, but they'll get you for impersonation. And on Yamakasi, more people are going to be gotten for impersonating Muslims than they are going to, they're going to get for being citizens. Those impersonators are the ones going to really take hell. Saying they're Muslims out their mouth and not living up to what their hearts know they should be doing. This thing going on with the Sunnis and the Ansars uh, with the brother uh, Bilal. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. There would be no conflict between the Ansars and the Sunnis had they not wrote a book about us. Our focus at the time, and everybody knows and remembers, was on trying to straighten up the lies about Jesus the Messiah. 
was writing a series of books about Christianity. I had never written a book specifically geared at attacking the mistakes of Sufi Muslims ever. You follow? I've written yes, multiple yes. books on multiple subjects, but never once have I sat down and said, ask the Sunni Muslim this, ask the Sunni Muslim that. Check into their communities, check into their lifestyle, check into their diets, check into their dress codes. You follow? Yes. Uh, or check into someone's personal life or into their family or who their kids are and who their wives or wife is. I never did that. I mean, there's times that I wanted to, but I said it with the devil, the white man, would love to see two black organizations, though they don't consider themselves black. They really don't. They consider themselves Arabs. But they would like to see two black people badly. They want to see me and Minister Louis Farrakhan go at it. They won't see that. I won't ever go up against Minister Louis Farrakhan as long as he's trying to do things for black people. They want to see me and Clarence 13X or his followers, the 5%, go at it. They won't see that. That's not the game I play. You follow that? Yes. But the moment an orthodox Sunni Muslim starts trying to pretend he's not African, trying to pretend he's not black because he's found some new love in Saudi Arabia with some red Arabs, then I'm upset. And when they start trying to teach that the Prophet Muhammad was a white man, when everybody knows he was a black man of Sudanese descent, and then they push out pictures all over. See, most Sunni Muslims have never traveled. So they don't know in the white Arab world, they do push pictures of the Prophet Muhammad and the, on his successors and different men in the Bible as white. You follow? Not to mention they have certain hadith by a man named Bukhari. It says the Prophet Muhammad is white. I will not teach that garbage and that stupidity to my children, nor yours. You follow? Yes, and if I was going to direct questions at them, here's the kind of questions I would direct at a Sunni Muslim. If, people, if they wanted to debate, do you worship the black stone or not? Yes or no? Of course, they will say they don't worship the black stone. And I will say, then say, in what direction do you pray five times a day? They'll say Mecca. I'll ask them, is the black stone in that direction? They would have to say yes. Then I'll ask them again, do you worship the black stone or not? They again would say no, because we only pray through it. Then I would ask them, well, on pilgrimage to Mecca, do you kiss this black stone that is in the direction of the east in which you pray five times a day? They would have to answer yes. I would ask them again, do you worship the black stone? You follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do. They're not ready for questions like this. Because the bottom line is if you analyze the Orthodox Sunni faith, they come out people worshiping a black stone. But that's not as drastic as this. Ask one of them, why is the black stone black? And they will tell you because of the sins of evil people who have kissed it or touched it over the years. They say the angel Gabriel brought the black stone down from heaven and it was white. Now this is what the Orthodox Sunni Muslims teach. And it was a white stone. And because people kissed it, their evils went into it, and it turned black. Are y'all following me thus far? Now, if you, ask, if you stop at that point and say, excuse me, brother, are you saying that evil and sin is black? Again, the Sunni Muslim will say no. You say, did you say that the black stone was once white? They'll say yes. Did you say that sins of evil people, when kissing and touching it, went into it and turned it black? 
they'd have to say yes again. And then if you say again, are you saying that sins and evils are black? They'd say no. Do you understand what just happened? If the black stone turned black because of the sins and the evils of people, ask them, why would y'all drape the Kaaba in a black drape and not a white drape? If black is synonymous with evil, and then any orthodox Sunni Muslim who is of African descent with black skin, who died just as that rhetoric, and still faces the Kaaba five times a day, and goes to Mecca and kisses a black stone when the white Arab is telling them that black is evil, something is wrong with them. You understand? They need help. Because somewhere along the line, someone has them thinking that black is evil, black is sin. Let me do this again, okay? For you to teach that the black stone in Mecca is black because someone kissed it who was evil and their sins went into it and turned it from white to black is to tell me that black is sin and evil. Are y'all with me? You hear that? Now, if I'm a black man, I'm standing in front of the Kaaba, and a black stone, by the way, is not black. It's brown like you. The color of the black stone is brown. I've stood in front of it in Mecca. It's not black like the black of, you know, like the color black. It's brown like the average black person's complexion. For a pale Arab to teach me, a black man with brown skin, that the black stone was turned from white to black because of sin of evil people, you realize what he's telling you about yourself? And then for me to go to Mecca and acknowledge that as a black man, there's got to be something wrong with me. The lights are on, but nobody's home inside my head. You follow? So the conflict that the Ansarullah community has predominantly with the Sunni Muslims are simple questions like that that they don't have answers for. You think you're fighting against me, another man like you, made of mud like you. You follow? You think that's who you're wrestling against, and you're not. You're wrestling against a higher force. The pen that writes the books for y'all is not me. I, like I say in all the books, of my own accord could not do this. You know what's so funny? Again, all the Sunni Muslims say, oh, I know Imam Isa when he first took his Shahada in State Street. That's one of the things they say. I remember him before he was a Muslim, except they got a whole bunch of this rhetoric. And then they don't look at the book and say, well, if this man took his Shahada then, that's the first time he was exposed to Islam, how did he manage to accumulate all of this information in that little bit of time? When they can't, none of their imams can. Their best can't. You follow? The point is, I am nothing but a piece of mud. The message that's coming to you people is coming through me, not from me. I am oftentimes shocked by the books myself when I proofread them. (laughs) And the information that flows and how it matches up and the predictions that come true. Like I said last year, they had an argument. And the funny thing about it, the book was finished before the California earthquake. The California earthquake had been predicted years before it happened, right? When I finished the book, I said, as far as the earthquake in California, it has not happened as of yet, if you read that in the rebuttal book. 
Now it has happened twice since then. You follow? Yes. Now, I couldn't have made the earthquake in California myself. There's no way in the world I could have caused an earthquake in California to happen twice. All I could do is tell you what is coming through me as the true light of Allah. When I say as, I'm not saying I am the true light of Allah. Don't misinterpret me. I'm saying my pen is guided by the masters, the elders. Because some American Negro or Jamaican-born Muslim has not had the experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost, Ruhu Qudus, as would be in Logodan Arabiya, being filled with that Holy Soul, they have not been touched by anything divine speaking to them. Thus, everybody who says they were has to be crazy. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he saw the mothership. He spoke to the elders. The Orthodox Sunni Muslims say he's crazy because they didn't have the experience. Uh, Nobu Juali, the founder of the Morris Science Temple, said the same thing. They say he's crazy. Right? Again, it happens. I say, I've seen the mothership, been upon it, a member of the circle of the elders. Mine is sending messages to you through me. Not me. I'm not doing it. You understand? Let me repeat that. I am not doing it. Coming through me to you, I have to be crazy. This was an aborted idea. Remember that? They knew that in the prophecy. We didn't realize that, 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 that the generation we were raising would be classified for, and I would say out of my mouth, first through the faithful but not true. First through the faithful but not true. Talking, not realizing, I'm talking about the children, that the first truth is faithful but not true. So the children that were the first generation of kids born to us, would be, they'll say faithful, they'll get Some of them are still staunch orthodox Muslims. But they're not true enough to follow us on the path, right, of, of uh, right now. So the elders they were talking to were the elite or the Egidi speaking down to the Anunnaki, saying, you know who they are. They're the ones who have went through great tribulation and have washed themselves clean in the blood of the Lamb, which is symbolic of those people who were dirty. Because remember, you are from the seed of the disagreeable. Now, years ago, I explained to y'all about these webs. Right? Y'all y'all have webs, and that tells you in red gills if you want to live in water. That means that you're somewhere on the line, whether it's through breeding or cloning, there is the sea people inside of you. The sea people are the Dragons, the Vulcans, and their other name, the name of their planet, right, was um, Mel Dix, which is spelled M-A-L. M-A-L-D-E-K. Not the planet that the vehicle, the ship, bumped into on its normal route on, on its, uh, on its original orbit. It had a original orbit of 25,920 years. It would make a standard route. It was a large ship. It had 144,000 passengers headed by 34 elders, right, without searching the galaxy for other resources for their plants. They came out of Ilion for a planet called Rilith, right, which is, Rilith is the eighth planet having two moons, right, 
in a galaxy that has 19 planets. Vote it. And they oppose the shit to me, these rooms that launched off, we call them mother ships. It was tremendous, the biggest thing, as big as the planet Earth in Diana. You follow that? And it was on its way out searching for more planets of life exploring. But in the universe, we take a planet. And that route that it takes, was taken at that time was a very normal route where it was counterclockwise to the planets that were in this solar system at the time. They never intended to crash into it. You didn't have a problem until it passed by Neptune, right? And Neptune swole because of electrical storms on it, right? And of course, if you bear towards Neptune, you found to pull away from Neptune, it bumped into the planet and it melded with what they call Vulcan, right? Where these sea creatures live, okay? And broke off part of it. Planet itself launched off four fighter ships, right? Sometimes the size of four pieces of the planet's satellite at Nibiria. You follow that? Meanwhile, the planet Vulcan or Melody went off further into outer space and became known as the lost planet. The beings on it, Dragon, Dragon, there are many names for lived underwater. They call the serpent feet. Follow that? They stood around four feet tall, that 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 gills, that wear hair and red feet. Follow that? They had very, very advanced societies under the water. This is the only one of them. Before ships launched at Nibiru with the intention of destroying it. However, Nibiru had four four spheres built within this mother ship. And caught this planet in their force field and locked it. Had it revolving right on an axis. And they refer to it as the north, east, south, and west winds. Alright? And then it when their vehicle went on this orbit, but it was wobbling now because of the crash in the Vulcan or melody caused damage. So it launched all three ships to go back to Iliun and back to their planet to let them know that they could have danger so that they would launch out other crash to protect them. Within their fleet at this time, there were altogether seven ships. And with the three going back, that would be ten. Follow that? These seven ships broke up into three parts, three and four each. Remember, you had four that were picked up from the Vulcan. And as this planet launched, went on further into its path, it passed by Saturn. See that? And as it was moving, Saturn's planet Titan, it bumped into it, or as they say, in time, the ancient Sumu or Shumu. The ancient way to spell it is Shumu. Right? Called in ancient Egypt, right? Same place. And that Shumu is a way that they said Sumu, when you are, or Shinar. And that brings Shinar with flat plane. Remember that. Alright? So, as it passed on by Saturn, it kissed off of 
distraction, you follow, or bump into Tyson if they have it, and then they're going to wobble course. Okay? As it reached into the area near Hamas, which is the name that Earth is called, because it has to do with sea, and sea features, and this is the water planet, always known as the water planet. It has the most water, the following is Neptune, it had a lot of water, that's why it was called Neptune. Right? This was Earth, before it was Earth, it was, it was like two and a half to three times the size that it is today that you have now. Earth at 
the planet Amen. Created, as I said before, what's called a Tetron Beacon permit with one crack. This locked in on the planet. That hole is going through it. It has total control of it. And energy from each one of these here will crash. See? And the door of the board, you see it. Locked it and gave Earth back and said, bent it into its shape. It's more like an oval in the circle. The hole is penetrating in the center. Instead, the 11 crash launch made the Balkans, who were a part of the atmosphere, the last ship of it, the other one crashed, the last ship, assuming that they were being attacked by Kmat on behalf of the Jews, not knowing that this was an error, immediately shot out a bolt of energy towards Kmat. This was condensed and trapped by the crash of the Jews and turned into what you know as ball lightning, for lack of another word. Right? A large ball of energy. Right? And sent and trapped right in the center, when they say into the belly of Kmat, the ancient writers, and the ancient writers. And there they set up a 600 mile sun. Follow that and screened it so that its light would go off out of the hole in the northern region and create what you refer to as coronas or um, the auroras or the sun flares that they see, that is the heat, so that the heat is not centered in there, but it burns out of crust inside and the waters that was in the center started seeping through, thus creating a very tropical environment which became known as Shambhala, in you know, the time, you know, various names were picked up long time to this world center. So now this new planet that has a diameter of 7,926 miles and circumference of 24,000, cut the diameter in half, right, and you come down to the radius, and the radius tells you where that sun sits. The sun was now trapped in there, the atmosphere was set, and the L was responsible for this. The father was guilty, right, for the crash, and made this their pet project. Thus, four crash for large calls of revelation, four angels, four winds to hold the planet into form, they said, to set off there to keep this planet from exploding. And I've been there from generation to generation, all the way down to the trying to keep it. Then they had a fear that the opening in the center of Earth with its own sun, of course, they, like I said, they called it optional one time, right? In other words, called it Ishara, right? We come in contact with the outer sun, and that would cause overheat, so they put another crystal city. A large craft or a crystal city above the planet, right on the outside of your sphere, to protect it so when it holds it in that direction, that crystal city or ship is over, like you speak about in Revelation in the 21st chapter, it's over it, and because the crystal shot reflects the light away from the planet, and then it cross tilted the planet off its axis from a straight axis to a 23 degree axis, so it could cause the right. Why there's more right-handed people on the planet Earth than what they should be, which is ambidextrous. You can tell you should have been ambidextrous, right? And a reflection on the planet Earth where because of that, people look different on one side than they do on the other. You think when you're looking at yourself that you look the same. But if you took a picture of one side of your face and 
to look at the other side of your face, you'll see that because the left side of your body is weaker and less developed, the whole side of your face is. They say, well, your left foot is a little smaller. Your left eye might be a little more closed. That is because that is obviously scientific error. For those who believe in a God or Allah or Elohim or Adonai or Yahweh, or whatever you use, to believe that he made a mistake and made one side of your body larger than the other, one side of your body more agile or more, you know, capable than the other, was, was to say that he made a mistake. So the mistake came in when the plant was still off its axis. You can see that plant now, it's about 23 degree axis, right? You watch most people when they stop human beings, when they stop to leave, and put all their weight on their right foot, as opposed to left. Very rarely. So you do have to be who are left-handed because they're bred that way. Because humans work by protection. But numbers, 75 out of 100 people on the planet Earth are indeed right-handed as a result of this. And that is done to keep the planet because it wobbles. Earth does wobble. Then when the planet is set in this atmosphere, remember that last graph that I mentioned from the Vulcan Sea Features. Right? It crashed down onto planet Earth. Remember, it went on to a new orbit. This new orbit became 3,600 miles, which made it one year for them. All right? The cycle course. So, that acid crashed down onto planet Earth, and they did live and went into the water. And thus, you get your story of your evolutionary man coming out of the water, being half built, and you are linked into that descendancy, and they were disagreeable people from that planet called Melodic, so you have more disagreeable people walking the planet. That's why you hold your hand up like this here in front of you and turn it around, you will see you have webs at the bottom of your finger. Right? If you realize that when you were in you your mother, you was a tackle, a fish, and you did have a tail, so at the end of your spinal column, there is a slight bone, whether you want to attribute to the toxins of the Europeans who have wide extension because they're on a lesser evolutionary scale than you are, and therefore their tail is longer, your spinal column does curve to show that you once had a tail that came down and you were once a sea creature because you could breathe underwater. Now that they portray in that movie Abyss, and Abyss is another way of saying absolute, which means a whole state do something called hell. The Christians, the Muslims, and the so-called Jews say in hell there is a place, a place beneath you, where people burn. Of course, there's a sun there. And from there, if the screen of the sun is removed, people would burn. The reflection of the light from the center out was preserved. Of course, people down there would suffer and burn. But the ancient men who knew about it alert so-called Learned men, the religious men, taught about it and called it hell. When you say the word hell, H-E-L-L, all you got to do is put O on it, and you get a slang, O hell. But O hell in the ancient Shredic and Aramic, which is, let's say, the Hebrew language, means tabernacle, or tent, O hell. And that was considered a tabernacle down there where Shinti was, S-I-M, Shinti, T-I, Shinti, which is the laboratory where a lot of science took the experiments were taking place that took what was affected by what was taking place on the planet Earth. And so once this was set up, everybody was put in place, and the elders felt responsibility, and the whole things that crashed down in here were living in the waters. We're talking about evolutionary time over millions of years and changing the command ships. With all that, and life was started on planet Earth, a new form of life, because the life that was here was burnt up by the crashes that goes into the earthquake because it the water water. We cut a plant in half and all the life on the dead. It was later on that a 
think it was about 11 billion years ago, right? That the moon, which was an independent planet, broke off from it, got its name King Boo, because the head of the fleet that lost out was the 11 feet from the planet, Tamat, was called King Boo, right? And the moon became known as King or Shishki. It appeared barren waste, so present day and visited there by NASA. This day, I began to realize that life did live there once. Only things are going to come out that our ancient descendants, the Shumu people or Sumu people, like I said, Ibu, known as Tadepin, right, knew all of these facts. Now, the present day scientists and astronomers and scholars and solar biologists and all the different biologists they want to learn are beginning to realize that when they say that this planet, Taymat, picked up the name Ki, K-I, back then, and that that K, when the Greeks got it, changed into a G, and that I pronunciation became Geo, right? That's where they get geology, geometry, geometry, etc., etc. All that applies to that ancient Sumo word key, our ancient descendants, which I said before were tied into ancient Egyptians. Ancient Egyptians got it from ancient Shumo people when Israel, one of the sons of Ham's son, after the flood, moved over into Egypt and brought over the culture that was once over on this side. That's why you'll find over amongst the Sumo people, they have space too. They have bull man, half man, half bull. They have the needles, obviously, are pure plastic needles. If the temple is constructed the same way, the architect is constructed it, they use a baked stone and colored their temples and go to ancient uh, Babylon, which is where the place was at the time, right? And you can see the temples are constructed the same way, the pyramid like back. And so the knowledge was really greater in Sumo and older, and then went over into Egypt as the same people, and then Egypt became a mountain pot for Africa. So there's very different degrees of people. And that was the need that go back so long ago, and this is way before prophecies of the earth really came into existence. The prophecies came billions of years down the line. So no doubt there was a question about who were these people. They were talking about the fact that they longed for the day that the elders would collect their people off this planet. So remember, five years ago is when they actually started planning the breeding of a being called Adam. And they called him Adam because Adam you know, from the original language, Adama, meant earthling or of the ground, of the red soil, protected, right, to be uh, workers for them. But they had been coming here for a long time, they called themselves the Nunaki, those that took Saturn as their home planet, because Saturn had a necklace around it, became known as the Anakis, or Nakai, because Anakai means those of the net, and that was the ones who were on the disagreeable side of the planet, each one took a planet as their Symbol. That's why in ancient civil writings, you'll find that all of the further planets are actually given names of people they call or refer to as their gods or descendants, Adam, Aki, or Ur, and etc. Et Any questions? Which How big was it? It was bigger than planet. It was as big as the planet Earth is now. It itself, the hero never bumped in to Tamak. It was the fourth satellite, and those ships back then were tremendous. They bumped in the TV one, and then the other put a whole straight to it. And the other, and the other, the other one crashed down on it once it got there, but they 
and they were completely shocked and came back down to see if the winners did again. He's talking about the greatest times between each time they hit, and the plan was going to his home changes and trying to revive itself. By the time they came back in the 2,000, year bam, and hit again. And that was the formation in the world. What made what? What made those satellite flats? They were caught, as I said earlier. Those satellite flats in Boston were caught by Liberia. Because Liberia's ships had four units that had magnetic power working off, like I told you, testing these designs, like you were flying with us. And once it got caught in it, it started tearing out the whirlwind. Right? And those are some movement. They became magnetic energy, which helped to create a force field around the building. But the, the, staff, and the thing is, the building was navigating itself broadly after bumping into Melbourne or Vulcan, and then was being drawn into the solar system when it kicked off of Saturn and spinned off again and staring in. It never hit. The building never really hit. It was the satellite that picked up and it can navigate for itself, but to navigate within its range between the force field and the actual class of the vehicle in that circle of energy, there were those four bulking chips or molded chips. And they are the ones that crashed in the center. They will continue on with its orbit outside. It was a very common visit here. So you spoke of Mars has life, Jupiter has life, the five planets have life on here. Yeah. We just went back to live, right? Eventually heard of the conflict that, of course, was through those communications of the that was going on, but the commander of the, of the fleet convinced them that everything was under control, they made their cycle, and they would be caught within this solar system, moving in and out of it counterclockwise. And that their greatest fear was the asteroid belt that was created in between Mercury, Venus, and then Jupiter and Saturn, in between there is an asteroid of, of asteroids moving in the opposite direction. And that was the biggest there, but that was created by that breaking off, those breaking off pieces, the lower part of his head, of uh, K-Man. And as they could keep that under control, it would have no problem. So ships were spent to protect this solar system. The message came back that there was no longer in danger under control. Right, and it's aggressive, the 11 aggressive that came out from, and that was eliminated, and the four ships of the Melbourne or Vulcan was eliminated, and one ship that crashed down was not their concern. They crashed down running into the water, and they began to germinate in the water. And of course, these were earthquakes. As you see, ancient primitive man, they see the bottom being a uh, you know, coming out of the water, and coming on land, and getting all kind of algae, and fungi, all kind of names. The atmosphere was conducive, but that was way after the That was way after all the ice age and land like That other story about man in the atmosphere being with ammonia, etc. That's another story of another kind of life form. That life form is in the water because of that crash down. They do some mathematics now. They do mathematics and they basic mathematics on the distance of the sun and certain other uh, formulas. And it moves by 0, 2, 3, 4, right, times 2, 3, 4, because this is the sun, that there was definitely another planet that lived within the solar system and had something to do with asteroids, right? And that is that planet, uh, Melbourne, or Vulcan, that is called on present day television. The bowl of Genesis 9 
that the Elohim made a covenant with Noah, which was a mother. They said, you place the bowl, crystal city, light it, and give off a rainbow effect, because it hit the crystal. If you look through crystal, you see, they will place a bowl in the sky as a covenant for you, because you are perfect in your generation, and that you are a new Adam. For all time with your generation, that bowl was the mother ship. The mother plane of the last Muhammad called. Also called Medium, manned by the son of Enki, Murdoch. You saw that? That was this one. That was this Medium. There was many ships called Medium, just like the United States had a ship, and they called it the USA uh, 412. And that is the United States of America 412. You understand that? The deal is a star fleet, a large ship that launches from risk. Risk is the eighth planet in a three sun galaxy called Ilium. The Quran refers to it as Ilium. The Torah refers to the deity over it as El Elyon. And even five are descendants from Anu, named when the son, Elyon, or Elyon, and he became known as El. If you write the name Babylon, you see that Babylon really spells Bab Elyon. Y-L-O-N. Now you have heard over the years, bad means bad of L, and of course, the word bad bell. Going to L or confusion, right? But today, on this September 8th, 1993, is the first time you're going to hear it being used this way. The door to Ilium, the door to the highest, but in due time, people will start to pick it up the way they did the word history and reverse the word dog backwards and get the word God and say they came up with it, it didn't come from me. Alright? So when they got down to earth with the original Bible as Yahweh came down to see what they were doing, he found out that instead of Enki doing what his father and the people of the galaxy called E, no, he, or a new, not he, a new, not he, a new, he is an ancient word for earth. He, but it doesn't mean earth, it means he, oh, which is G, E, O, G, O. When you get geology, geography, geometry, this is an ancient word from the ancient Sumu, S-U-M-E-R, not S-U-M-M-U-R or A-R, Sumar. And this is not letter. That was way after when those Jews came down to Mecca, 200 of them. This is not Mecca. They came down 
25,920 years in denial of the 3,600 year era. All right, so he said that was the direction, opposite direction. Caught in this, this is Christ, sent down the side of this. This is the universe. Today, the earth is going to die now, but it's going to be a mess. I did it 8,000 years, I'm telling you about it, I'm alone. Here it is. As they're sitting and moving, this planet, or this ship with the, on the Vulcan, goes straight and hits the planet. Shattering. And as this is, and as the building begins to pass, planet, uh, back, the other, this is the north wind, I thought it's the first one, you know what I'm saying? The other, which is the west wind, or the east wind, let's take it easy. Sun, as this planet already been hit and been broken up into asteroids moving counterclockwise, wide as an asteroid belt in the middle of your solar system, moving counterclockwise, it causes so many disturbances of the sphere of this planet. Wisdom, wisdom. Then this begins to close and will spin this planet came right after that hit. Shattered pieces went off, moving in the opposite direction, counterclockwise. Then that begins to spin as the other wing hit, smashed right into it, and penetrated the whole thing. The game went on to 3,600 years. Cycle came back soon while the planet was bobbing like this. And life form on it was dying. It resulted in ice and landslides. on the planet to die. The animals launched out four. Angelic beings called the four angels of the four corners of the earth, the holy things in the Bible. And they trapped by it. He has been called because of the geological, the geomorphomatical, geometric, all the sciences are from the Greek, the Bible sciences. Before you, four earth people here were born. Right? They collapsed it, but now they form a whole space to it. And the sun, this, and so, you refer to it as key, not K-Mac, no longer, and Mac is another name given for evil. They thought I crashed into it, it's in danger. You understand what happened? And instead of this sign, you draw in triangle. Put your head, head toward even lines in the center. Planet is trapped right in here. The holes penetrate from here to there. With me? It's yeah, we said you there, it. a ship there, a ship there, and a ship there. Equal distance from this. Like that. I put this way along, it'll be right there. That would be right there. That would be below that. Right there. With me? Yeah, <laughs> 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 
When this information is revealed, and as it's starting to open your now Abraham's story will never be the same. Discover the possibilities with Rebelsis. Ask your healthcare provider.